Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the HR Leaders Podcast, the show where we explore the future of work with industry experts and HR executives from the world's leading global brands. Super excited about today's episode. I'm joined by Derek Irvine, who's a Senior Vice President of Client Strategy and Consulting at Work Human, and he's also the co-author of Making Work Human. Welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning. Very well. Thank you. Nice to see you. Not too bad. After all of these years of stalking you on LinkedIn and following the books, it's nice to see you and hear you <laughs> on screen. How, firstly, how are you? How how you been? I'm, I'm good, uh, you know, doing very well. Uh, delighted to get back to more personal interaction with my team members and colleagues. Uh, in fact, I would say I was quite surprised at the psychological boost that it gave me getting back into the office to have. We had some team gatherings. We had some social events some collaboration and innovative meetings. And I just came away uh, feeling, you know, there was a, there was an empty part of me that I hadn't realized had become empty and suddenly it felt full again. Um, you know, I think we've all been draining our batteries over the past couple of years. Our batteries have just worked away. They've done what they needed to do, uh, but we haven't had sufficient time to recharge those batteries. Um, so I'm feeling better and recharged that I'm able to get out and to interact with my colleagues again. Obviously, I spend a lot of time in my home office, which which is where I am right now, too. Yeah, I'm with you, by the way, on that. I, I even had to sit down with my co-founder and team and say, look, I know we've agreed on this, uh, on this, you know, how we're going to work remotely hybrid, but I'm personally going to be in the office. I, I enjoy being yeah. in the office. It's not because I want you all here. I'm not, I'm not trying to send some type of signal <laughs> to say just because <laughs> no. just because I want to be here every day of the week, you have to. But it's just what yeah. brings me energy. Like you, to your, yeah. I love being around a team. I love the interaction. And so I, I choose. I, I have yeah. the option to work remote, but I love being here. I love being in the studio. Also, I think my wife likes me not being in the house all day as well. She's probably happy that about that. Well, exactly. I mean, I think- <laughs> I mean, definitely hybrid and totally remote work is here to stay. Yes. You know, there's no doubt about it. It's a fundamental shift. But I think for me, what I see is a difference between what I call transactional work and the emotional side of work, the emotional connection. And both are super important. As human beings, we can process the paperwork. We can process the emails. We can create the project. Uh, those are the transactional items, and they can all absolutely be done at home. I think we've, we've proved those. Or, of course, if you work in a, a factory setting, you have to do those in, in location. But then there's the emotional side, uh, which is all to do with our spirit, our creativity, our human connection, the spontaneous uh, moments of gratitude that happen uh, when we're together, the spontaneous hugs, because uh, that was one of the biggest things that uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of people have had that experience when we all got back together, the amount of hugging. Uh, was incredible yeah definitely even for me the journey to work it's it kind of changes my mental state just to walk when i yeah. leave the house i i kind of get into a different state of mind just the the, the amount of ideas and problem solving mm. that happens just on my journey and walk to the office mm. in that transitional period I, I know there's a lot of science behind that yes. <laughs> um, as well but it, it it amazes me when i'm in my house or just sitting at a desk in my bedroom, I find it hard to really think, uh, see the bigger picture, if that makes sense. Totally. I think it's, you know, quiet time is really important. Reflection time is really important. Um, And we were, we were sharing in an earlier chat, you you have a three-year-old, I have uh, Mm -hmm. double twins, eight and and, and seven. And during the whole pandemic and working at home, the one thing that I found was that when they heard me speaking in the office, 
they wouldn't come in. But as soon as there was silence in the office, they felt they had the right to pour in, to <laughs> burst in the door. Yeah. And therefore, I had none of that quiet, reflective time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I've uh, well, I've moved my office is one of the things that I did. I moved to the 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 the, the roof of the house uh, so that they can't just stroll past the door anymore, uh, because that quiet, reflective time is super important. It's part of the the human mix. Yeah, you need that, and I, that's something I really found difficult when we were in the, the initial lockdown. It's just having your own space, just to be mm-hmm. alone and mm-hmm. re-energize and I felt like that, that I didn't realize how much how valuable that was and how yes. needed um yeah. I would love to ask you you know talking human human-centered leadership you know being more human is something that's come up more and more especially over the last two years I'd love to hear from your perspective what does it mean to make work more human mm. well, well I think at a, a high level it means focusing upon the humans that work with you uh, not only for what they deliver but for who they are also um, because, you know, work is very busy and we can become very focused literally on the, the transactional side, the what's being delivered. Um, but these days, the most successful organizations, the most people-centered organizations are also very, very focused on the who you are and maximizing your personal spirit, your personal talents. I, I think if we look at, you know, the history of work, you could, you're going back to like a long, long time, you could say, that work at one time was very focused upon your hands. You know, what skills were mm-hmm. you bringing to work? What uh, tool could you make? Uh, what agricultural land could you plow? You know, it was your hands, it was your strength. And then fast forward to more modern times, we had, uh, you know, the knowledge decade, where it was the power of your mind, the power to create uh, code, the cra- power to distribute knowledge. But those two things were very important. But what we seem to have very little interest in was people being able to bring their whole self, also to bring their heart and their spirit to work. Um, so what I find working with you know, some of the world's most respected companies is that when you look beyond just the hands, the skill or the intellectual capability or the what that people are delivering, but you're also putting in place policies, procedures, interaction, cultural style, to ensure that the heart is there, the spirit is there. It's then that you bring out the very best in all of us. And when we bring out our very best, it creates this virtuous circle that benefits not only the individual psychologically, but at the end of the day, of course, you know, all of your humans, they're more creative, they're more innovative, the more connected, the company does mm-hmm. better too. Yeah, on that point then, you share so many amazing stories in the book of human-centered focus companies what's one of your favorites that you could share yeah so well well one of my favorites is uh, is in the healthcare sector uh, there's a client of ours uh, bay state health is a leading hospital uh, group in the massachusetts area and uh, one of the things we'll talk a lot about later is is one of the ways to encourage you know people bring them full selves to work is is thanking people helping people to feel appreciated for, for what they do. So in Bay State Health, we helped them to launch a, an employee recognition program called Bravo. And one of the very first recognitions in this Bravo was from a senior medical surgeon to a gardener. And the senior medical surgeon said, I want to thank you and congratulate you for the incredible gardens that you keep here at Bay State Health. Because hardly a week goes by that a patient doesn't come into my office and say, I know I'm going to receive quality, 
heartfelt attention in this hospital. And the surgeon says, well, why is that particularly the case? Look at your gardens. From the moment you walk onto your lands, your gardens are well cared for. They're beautiful. They're well tendered. So the chief medical officer was able to say to the gardener, I want to congratulate you and thank you oh, because right. you may think you may think that you're just gardening, but actually you're helping to save lives. Actually, you're lifting the spirit of our patients. Now, you, you unwrap that and you think, wow, not only is that a great interaction between two people that otherwise might not have had that opportunity to have an interaction, but you've created you know, a human connection. It goes into like a Facebook feed where other people in the, uh, the, the, the hospital can see this. And they say, absolutely agreed. I'm so glad you called that out. Um, and you have this sort of amplification, this viral effect that just connects people at, at a new level. Mm -hmm. Then about a year on, what's really encouraging is that uh, not only did we see uh, uh, employee satisfaction scores go up, but we saw patient satisfaction scores go up because the people who were working there had these human connection moments. And obviously that has a, a positive knock-on effect on everybody. Yeah, and something that not many people know is that your organization pretty much coined sort of social recognition in many ways. And we're kind of at the forefront and leaders in, in that. Yes. I mean, recognition has been around for decades. I mean, in terms of social recognition, in terms yes. of that element. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So recognition has been around for decades. But I think, you know, employee recognition for a lot of people, it's traditional. Uh, we pick the top 5% of people. We have employee of the month. Maybe there's an Oscar type ceremony at the end of the year. There's a committee, a bureaucracy put in <laughs> place to pick who are the best performers. Yeah. I mean, all of that stuff has been there for decades, but it's absolutely awful and it doesn't work. Uh, so we coined um, uh, social recognition uh, because social recognition is really the opposite of, of all of that. It's not about the elite. And in fact, it's about the 95% having a right to feel recognized, appreciated for what they do in the workplace. And 95% need to feel like that. Uh, it's not at all about bureaucracy. It's quick. It's spontaneous. It's not at all dependent upon the manager. In fact, it's dependent upon the colleagues that are around you, the teams that work with you because they're the people that are most likely to spot when this great performance is happening. So as a result, social recognition, you know, you could say it's very grassroots, it's the crowd that's around you, it's frequent, it's spontaneous. And as a result, what we find in social recognition um, uh, programs uh, is you can have people receiving appreciation and I see you moments, you know, maybe every month, uh, uh, every six weeks. And that's the type of frequency that turns the lights on. The elitist traditional recognition program, it turns the lights on once a year yeah. uh, for the elite 5%. And everybody else is saying, well, I thought I did a pretty good job showing up every day and doing my job. <laughs> but nobody called me out. Nobody took a moment so, to say thank you. Yeah, to your, point, the gardener, to your point, the gardener isn't at those awards, you know, <laughs> of your previous story, right? Exactly, exactly. So, you know, I, I think there's a bit of a desert in, in many workplaces. And in fact, we have the statistics to show this. There's a, a recent uh, uh, international survey we've done with Gallup, and most of your listeners will know Gallup is super respected in the yeah. HR space. Um, so this is an international survey looking at people that have received thanks. What do did, what did they think about their work environments? What, what's different when they receive thanks? Um, first of all, only about 23% think that they get enough thanks for what they do. So that means there's almost 80% of people who feel I'm just not appreciated. I do a great job, I feel, 
I mean, how many how many of us feel this week you did something special that deserves somebody, you know, taking a moment in a team meeting, in a personal interaction to call out, hey, that was super special what you did. You lived the values, you stepped above and beyond, you surprised me in a positive way. 80% of people feel they're not getting enough of that. And it's, it's actually the opposite figure then that 80% of people feel that if they did get that, it would have a dramatic impact on their engagement, on their level of innovation and their feeling of belonging in the workplace. It's it's super powerful. It's like a secret, a secret HR lever that I think, you know, we in HR, we, we've ignored it for a long time, probably because it's almost free. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's so easy to do and it's so low cost. Yeah. It, it's kind of why we ignore it. It's it's an incredible thing. But thankfully, over the last, uh, as you mentioned, you know, we've we've now written books on the topic. We've great case studies. Uh, we have the data, uh, you know, that, that that shows the impact. I mentioned to you when we had our initial conversation that, when when you were talking about the science behind it, it it made me reflect when I was in sales, and whenever whenever I would get a deal, what meant the most to me? Yes, I enjoyed the commission. The money was my CEO coming down and shaking, he made an effort to shake every single person's hand for every deal, no matter how big or how small it was. And I remember everyone would get excited about that, like seeing the CEO yeah. walk through the sales floor, thanking you you know, in front of everyone and you feel great about the endorphins and you get so excited. That meant more than me than the deal, um, getting that recognition. And it's something, something that I think I took for granted, to be honest, at the time, I didn't realize how powerful it was. Well, it's back to the topic we mentioned earlier, and there's the, the, the transactional side to work, which is maybe closing the deal, closing the paperwork. And then there's the emotional side. And, and, and you mentioned that's exactly what happens when people are thanked, when they're appreciated, is hormones change in their bodies. There's dopamine, there's serotonin. Uh, your body just suddenly feels different when you're being appreciated or when you're being called out. And not only does that have an effect on you emotionally, but it actually, believe it or not, has an effect on you physically. Again, we have the research now that shows that people that receive a lot of recognition, they have lower blood pressure, they sleep better, they're more likely to be socially connected uh, because they're just feeling better in their spirit. And there's a really interesting thing about how our minds work too, uh, which I hadn't, hadn't realized until I was talking to our own Dr. Jesse Harriet, who's part of our, our Work Human IQ group. That apparently we have a limited capacity in our mind for positive and negative thoughts. So if in the workplace we take an opportunity to fill our minds with more positive thoughts, it actually pushes the negative thoughts down. It oh, gives them less space to, 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 um, to grow. So, you know, there's all sorts of physical, social, emotional benefits. Uh, and of course, if you're feeling like that, uh, that as I, as I mentioned earlier, what's really encouraging is we now have the statistics to um, to prove this, this Gallup research. Um, you know, it's showing figures that, frankly, I think the Gallup consultants themselves were quite surprised when, when we rooted down and we said, look, people who are thanked, how are they feeling on, on, on business metrics? And we're seeing things like five times more likely to feel connected to the company culture, four times more likely to feel engaged, and, you know, you, you, you don't have to go far in the why, because that experience you had when you had your hand shaken, you were made a hero, you emotionally felt strong. If you're doing that more than just once a year, because that's the key thing, <laughs> yeah. you're doing it one more, more than once a year, 
It's your team around you are getting an opportunity to contribute. Those are the sort of feelings that we create and those are the sort of benefits that we deliver. Mm -hmm. But also on the flip side, it has the exact same result from a negative perspective if you're not recognized physically and mentally, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it becomes a spiral. Like, I mean, how many of us have worked in a workplace where, you know, the only thing was maybe was the excellent salary, the excellent benefits, but you felt invisible, you, you, you weren't called out. Uh, and you go into this self-doubt zone of is the work that I'm paid really well. I know from, you know, Glassdoor, I'm paid correctly, but I don't feel like the work that I'm doing is actually, yeah. you know, appreciated. And that just leads to this negative spiral, which impacts home too. Mm -hmm. high levels of arriving back at home with, you know, a level of work depression. Yeah. I, and I, I, I kind of shared with you a personal story with um, Rose uh, and, and, I'll, and so I'll share it with the audience if, yeah, if you mm. don't mind. So for everyone listening, I live not far from a local Tesco and I've been going there for many, many years, so six, seven years. And there's a woman in there called Rose. We call her Auntie Rose because she knows everyone and she's, <laughs> she's been there for 20 years. She remembers everyone's name. She's just a, a, a just joyful person to be around. You walk into, I've never had a customer experience where I walk into a shop and I could go in there feeling really stressed out from the day and just seeing her and interact with her, you walk out mm. with a smile. And she, everyone who walks in there says hi to her. And uh, I, I was in, in the shop a few weeks back and I saw Rose in, in the aisle, stacking the shelves, and uh, she had tears in her eyes. And I was like, oh, you're right, Rose, what's, what's up? Like, and, and, and it was so sad. And she said, well, it's my 20th year anniversary today, and no one even recognized her. Mm. 20 years of yes. working in the company, and someone like her who's unbelievably amazing at her job, to see that she hadn't been recognized after 20 years in the mm. role was just heartbreaking to, yeah. to, to see that. Um, and, yeah. I mean, it's heartbreaking because what Rose, what the, the story you describe is Rose is delivering the transactionally and emotionally. And emotionally, exactly. You know, she's connecting with all of her, her clients and she's making a difference in your life. You uh, know, you feel really positive when you go into uh, the She asked me about Robin. She knows Robin's <clears> birthday. <throat> she even got Robin a present. She got, right. she, she got my daughter a present. She yeah. works in Tesco yeah. behind a till, like uh, um, unbelievable as yeah. well. And as, imagine the amount of roses that are out there that yeah. are underappreciated. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's, you know, there's three words that I talk about in, a, in, in the book. And one of them is thanking, which we talked about already. We'll talk a little bit more about talking authentically. But then the other one is, is celebrating. Mm -hmm. Celebrating life milestones. And that's a perfect example of how you can fill the year with um, you know years of service, maybe it's graduating from university. Maybe you were balancing a job and doing an evening course. Uh, maybe it's your birthday. Birthdays. Um, you know, yeah. it's really easy, really easy to celebrate these things, especially when it's done in a social way. So it's not requiring the manager all the time to remember whose birthday is it, who's been in a course, because it's the people around the, you know the individuals who will know all of these things, and it's giving them a platform, giving them a space to be able to celebrate these things. And, and, and the benefits are huge. The benefits are enormous, a big boost in engagement. We see it too in the, in, in the research, just by celebrating one life event in the year, mm. it changes an employee from being neutral 
to three times more likely to feel engaged. Just picking one life event during yeah. a year to celebrate in, in, in your corporation. Mm. So what's the other word that you mentioned we shouldn't jump into? Yeah, so, well, in the, in the book, I suppose, Making Work Human, I mean, it's a, it's a big uh, uh, goal that we outlined at the beginning. It's filled with all sorts of things of everybody having a right to purpose mm -hmm. in the workplace, a right to grow, a right to feel safe, a right to equity, gender balance, pay balance, uh, pay equity, you know, a right to work for a, a company that cares about the environment, cares about sustainability, creating truly human, human workplaces. Uh, so in the book, we talk about three powerful words that... Um, in my experience, working with clients have, have, have helped to unlock that whole human self that we spoke about. We spoke about thanking people. I, I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. I see you, especially given that you've done something that helps drive the purpose of our company. Um, then we spoke a bit about uh, let's celebrate things together. Let's celebrate important moments in your life. And the third word is talking much more authentically to each other. Now, that sounds a bit twee <laughs> in some ways, but what, what it's about is, you know, it's stripping away the bureaucracy. It's stripping away you know, many ways for our organizations to be super creative, innovative, fluid, agile. We need to strip away bureaucracy. Uh, and one of the greatest bureaucracies that I've really um, uh, not enjoyed over the years is the annual performance review. This whole idea that we would store up everything to one moment in a year to give you the feedback. Everybody hates it. HR hates it. <laughs> Leaders hate it. Everyone, yeah. All of, our, all of our humans hate it. But look, there's a governance reason for it to be there, and many organizations want to keep that governance reason. But what we've absolutely got to do is we've got to shift the mindset that say people need, though, to talk about all of these topics, but, but they need to talk about it throughout the entire year. Um, so uh, the talk word is about thinking continuous performance development. How can I, first of all, you have to earn the trust to have the right to do that um, so that it's not, you know, a, a top down. This is what I've spotted. And you earn that trust by the thanking, seeing what you did. Now I'm trusted uh, and now I can we can talk continuous development. So it's not only about the projects you're doing, but, you know, how about your skill set? How about your networking? Uh, what can we do from an educational point of view? And that we're having those continuous conversations at a rhythm, you know, that there's one of those continuous conversations every six weeks, every 10 weeks, and not just leaving it to the end of the year. So those three really powerful words, in, in my experience, can be what unlocks the, it's not only what you did for me, uh, but I am interested in who you are too. I want that, who you are as a person, to grow, to be seen, to develop. Yeah. Uh, th th those three words are super powerful. No, I love that. And it, it really, you can't, I feel like you, you need all, you need a combination of all three as well. Yes. I think that's important. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's, you know, there's, um, what is it? Uh, green washing. Um, <laughs> this kind of, you know, there's this human washing where yeah. people say, oh yeah, we're a human centered organization. Uh, you know, we, we have lots of social events. Uh, we exactly. pay for we pay for gyms. Uh, people uh, love our pizza parties. Uh, you know, th this is a fundamental shift in in contemporary management attitude, uh, and and it goes hand in hand with moving away from command and control to the role of a leader being a coach, um, because a coach has the type of mindset that we're describing. A coach, you know, is interested in 
bringing out the best in and everybody. Uplifting others, not themselves, exactly. just themselves. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. We've got a question from uh, Mubarak who asks, what is the impact of or perhaps role of such recognition on staff morale when you have a work environment characterized by job roles that are not correctly aligned, i.e. when it's challenging to quantify workload among peers? Interesting. Yeah, uh, well, well, great question. I mean, there's a couple of, of things in that. Um, I mean, obviously, role descriptions need to be correctly as, <laughs> yeah. as possible, uh, structured. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to fix that. So, you know, the, there's fundamental things that do need to be in place. Let's call them the hygiene factors. The hygiene factors need to be correct um, uh, because this won't fix those basic hygiene factors. But, but then there's something else in your question around uh, being able to tell the difference in, in, in work. And here, you know, I'd like to draw a distinction between, if you like, an incentive and recognition. Because what we're talking about here is not an incentive. Because what characterizes an incentive is kind of a mathematical formula. You do X, Y, Z in this period, this amount of work, and you'll get a reward. This is absolutely not what we're talking about. Uh, because there, you've got to be very precise about the work that was done and the time frame. Recognition what where recognition really does so well is because it's spontaneous it's in the moment um it's it, you know it's it's seen by your peers there isn't an exact measure so we won't be able to scientifically say well actually that person did a little bit more and therefore deserves a little bit more reward it, it's kind of in the trip advisor world where you know it it's the crowd that are making the determination. And that's what makes it authentic as well. And right? that's what makes it authentic too, mm -hmm. exactly. So if you apply too much science to it, too much bureaucracy, you take away the authenticity and the yeah. spontaneity. Yeah, and that's exactly when we were talking about washing earlier. That's kind of, it comes across that way. It's super, yeah, everyone can feel it and see it. Exactly. Just... <laughs> you know, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, sometimes, especially in, you know, I'm often asked, how does this differ around the world? And especially in Scandinavian Germanic cultures where maybe they can be a bit more ordered in, in, in things or in the United Kingdom, you know, there's a degree of cynicism. Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, what are you giving me that thanks for? In yeah, the United what's States, the catch? All, five, <laughs> yeah. five, five. So the, there's differences around the world for sure. But, you know, I often say to people, the only qualifying factor is that you're a human being. Uh, because every human being needs this level of positive reinforcement. And we do it all the time in our families. I mean, we both have young kids. And I often think about the, you know, if, if, if I was saving up all of my positive reinforcement for my kids for once a year <laughs> or once a quarter, yeah. I mean, what awful kids would I have? Yeah. Uh, you know? That's true. Uh, so, so I think, you know, and I say, I love you kids. Thank you for doing this virtually every day, a couple of times a day. Yeah. So thanking in the workplace is a bit like I love you in our families. And, and we all know how to do that. So don't, put, don't let bureaucracy get in the way. You don't need a code to do this. Uh, you need some guardrails. You need a platform that allows people easily interact. But then let them be human. Mm -hmm. Let them away with it. Yeah. What are the, I'm conscious of time, but I do want to touch upon this point. And what are the common failure points people should look out for? Yeah, I mean, I often get asked, uh, well, is there a point where you can have too much recognition? Okay. <laughs> and, you know, if I'm in an audience, I ask people to put their hands up. When have you ever su suffered from an overdose of recognition? <laughs> How many hands well, went up? <laughs> no, no, no hands go up. No hands no go hands up, go yeah. Up. But, but it does highlight a really important got you is it has to be authentic. Yeah, because otherwise, that's what I'll say. That the only thing that would make me feel that way is if it was too much, it would come 
inauthentic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, so it, it has to be authentic. Um, uh, you know, so, so, so it has to be very human, therefore. Uh, the other thing that can go wrong is that, um, you know, it's a thumbs up. Uh, you know, I just saved the company half a million euros. And what did I get? Three thumb, thumbs up. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, so proportionality is really important. Where I've done something small for the company and, you know, it was appreciated. Maybe the three thumbs up is great. But where I've saved half a million or I've gone above and beyond of getting a team to work well together, you've got to have a proportionality in the level of recognition that's given both in the ceremony and in, in a reward itself, uh, because that equally, frankly, stinks <laughs> if, if, if people feel like they're not getting something that's proportional to the level of effort they, they, they gave. Mm -hmm. where, where would you say, what advice would you give to our audience of where to start? What are some practical things that we can start doing straight away, especially our audience of HR executives? Yeah, well, I think, you know, I mean, obviously, WorkHuman is a software platform that facilitates this. But as HR leaders right away after this call, if you thought, well, during the day, how often do I thank somebody? How often do I say, I see what you did and I want to make sure you feel appreciated for what you did? How, how often do I do that? Do I do it enough? And straight away, I can challenge you to start to do it more often because what the research is showing is that you've got to be doing that about eight to 10 times during a year for your, your, your human colleagues for it to make a difference. Otherwise, it doesn't, it doesn't turn the lights. Per person, per person. Per person, yeah. eight to 10 times a year. And, and I mean, that seems, and that, some people think that's quite a big jump. I thought that was not a lot. I thought that it, seems a very low number to me. Yeah. Although yeah. there's many organizations that think it is a lot. <laughs> you know? Uh, so it's not it's easy eight to ten times but the, the, the problem is kind of what i said earlier though about because it's so easy we all agree this is super easy of course i'm going to do it for granted. but then your to-do agenda gets filled with the budget the annual plan the disciplinary procedure you know uh and it falls down the agenda and we don't do it so practical step number one is that number two of course talking more authentically what are we doing to have continuous performance development conversations um you know every six weeks have a conversation that's just about your skills your development how you're feeling not about the projects mm -hmm. uh, and then celebrating things celebrating years of service like rose celebrating a new home a new pet uh in uh, new pets uh, in in our own work human platform uh we have thousands of new pets it seems thanks to COVID. Got, i bet you got a group right you got a new pet, a new pets group there's, well there's not only a new pet group but it's celebrating it's the birth of my yes. pet yeah. they come in and they get an opportunity to say wow fabulous and yeah <laughs> so celebrating life events how yeah. often do we do those things we can do it more yeah okay is, is it a muscle do you think you can build like in terms of like recognizing people i think, I think it is uh, that's an excellent analogy i think it is like a muscle um, and uh, there's a there's a movie that I love the uh, what's it called the best exotic marigold hotel, and and in it one of the characters uh, joins a gym, and uh, uh, at the end of it they say I joined the gym, but it turns out that to become fit you actually have to go to the gym. <laughs> it's not enough to just join the gym. Yeah, and I think that's 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 the kind of the human washing. A lot of corporations say we're human centric. Look at this, look at this. We have all these initiatives, but you actually have to really engage in those initiatives. You have to really let the guard down, become a bit vulnerable, open up your humanity like we do with friends and family, 
and you build the muscle you build the human Mm-hmm. leadership muscle. yeah we, we've got a final reflection from dean miles who makes the point that for skilled labor he sees that employees employers are more likely to be more human but for the majority of unskilled workers it seems to be a lot more difficult maybe we could get your reflections on that derek yeah it's a it's a great point it's more difficult to implement it's more difficult to build that muscle but the, the same research that i showed where where you know we were seeing those that are thanked feeling five times more likely to be engaged. When we double click on that data and we double click for factory based workers, uh, uh, we double click on diversity, we double click on Asian, black, Hispanic workers, that figure goes up even higher. When they feel successfully appreciated and thanked, we're seeing levels that are seven times more likely to feel engaged and connected. So actually, it's a huge prize to be had if we concentrate on being better with those communities. It's harder, but it's it, the prize is huge for everybody. Love that. Well, look, before we let you go, Derek, what's sort of one parting piece of advice you'd leave for our audience? And also, where's the best way for them to get in contact with you if they want to reach out to you personally? Good. Well, obviously, we're on LinkedIn. Uh, then uh, also workhuman.com, um, making work human, the book. Uh, I think it's on offer at the moment on Amazon. <laughs> For those of you who are listening, we're going to drop the links in the chat. Ah, okay. So if you're in the chat right now, well, workhuman.com, you can, that's pretty simple, that one, but it will be in the chat. But we'll also drop a, a link to the book. So make sure you go and grab a copy of the book as well. And, Good. Yeah. I mean, I suppose, I suppose back to where we started, um, to look at all of the people around you that you work with and to think about them beyond just what they do for you, but to think about who they are. A really nice thing, actually, that we do now in Work Human is, you know, have your, how you have your corporate signature at the end of an email? Yeah. And, you know, it says Derek Irvine. Uh, but before it says uh, vice president, um, it says proud father of diverse family with my husband, two kids. Uh, it says love mountain walking, love open sea swimming. You know, it's a little bit about the me first and then the what I do for the company. Uh, so I'd encourage love everybody to, 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 to look at the who you're working with. Yeah, and that's something everyone can do now. I need to change my signature now. amazing well look thanks so much for coming on the show i really i really appreciate it i love the work that you're doing and for for the audience make sure you go and connect uh, on linkedin with derek Uh, follow him on there grab a copy of the book um it's it's an incredible book um as well and i I wish you all the best until we next speak thank you very much chris i really enjoyed the chat fantastic see you there everyone thanks for tuning in and we'll see you all next week and if you're not already following us also follow us here on linkedin follow hr leaders and that way you get a notification next time we go live. So if you're on my LinkedIn page, there's a little bell now on LinkedIn, which you probably have not noticed before. Click that notification bell and that way you'll be notified next time we go live. But apart from that, enjoy the rest of your day and the week, everyone. And we'll see you again soon. Bye.